Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into his word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power for Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given And you'll find power for living My friend, today I want to speak on the subject, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. In other words, you will never eliminate all risk in life. We have to be willing to have enough confidence to take some calculated risk. I'm not talking about just throwing caution to the wind, but I do believe that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You cannot steal second base and keep your foot hanging on to first base. If you want to enjoy the fruit on the tree, you must be willing to climb out onto the limb. If you want to sail the open seas, my friend, you must be willing to lose sight of the shore. Yes, make no mistake about it. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Listen to the story of Jesus In Matthew chapter 14, he's fed the 5,000, and now he's going to walk on water and invite Peter to join him in that journey. Verse 21 says, now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. And when evening had come, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, If it is you, command me to come out to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. My friend, this is a classic example of faith being spelled R-I-S-K. You know, a lot of times uh, Peter takes some flack from some of our wonderful theologians out there 
But let me just remind you that at least he was willing to get out of the boat. The other 11 guys, they, they stayed put. So Peter at least had enough faith for a while. Now he doubted. By the way, uh, effective prayers do not have to be long prayers. He simply said, Lord, save me. And the Lord did so. But we see that he at least had the boldness to get out of the boat and walk on the water with our Lord. You know, when I was coaching Little League years ago, and we had a lot of success, but I taught the players that hitting is like life. Don't stand there and watch it go by. Take your cuts. I was not the kind of Little League coach that tried to teach 10- and 11-year-old boys, 9- and 10-year-old boys and all that kind of stuff, 12 years old, to work the count to be in your favor and make sure it's 2-0 and or 3-1 and or whatnot. I sent them up there swinging the bat. I wanted them to just have enough confidence to really get after it. I remember uh, one year I was coaching an all-star team, uh, a group of 12-year-olds, and our son Jacob was the catcher on that team. And uh, in the first round of the state tournament, we won the district, moved on, uh, got all the way to state runner-up. We 300 all-star teams in that uh, state of Indiana that year, Little League International, we got down to the final two. So I would say we did okay. But uh, we instilled a lot of confidence in them and worked on the fundamentals. But when that umpire hollered play ball, man, we turned them loose. I used to say, when you round first, if you think you can get second, take it. That split second might be the difference between safe route. So have confidence in what you're doing. But I'll never forget, we were playing um, uh, Monticello uh, down there uh, near uh, Indiana Beach. But we were playing up here in Middlebury. And it was they were a good little league team. They had a good all-star team. But we did come out swinging the bats. Our first leadoff batter, very first pitch, he jumped on that fastball and hit a home run out of the park. And as they say, the rest is history. We went on and uh, won the game by the 10-run rule. But, you know, we were gracious. But I'll never forget, one of the uh, opposing dads came out of the stands and said, Coach, do you have a minute? And I thought, boy, you know, we, we certainly tried to be merciful here. But uh, I didn't know where this conversation was going to go. I said, Sure. He said, I just want to thank you for sending those boys to the plate, swinging their bats. He said, you put on a little league hitting clinic tonight. Everybody in that lineup and anybody that you brought in off the bench, they came to bat with one goal in mind, and that was to hit that ball. They weren't looking for a walk or an easy street. You sent them up there with confidence, swinging the bat, and your results speak for themselves. And I thanked him. We actually spoke for a minute and uh, had, a, had a wonderful conversation with him. So where I'm going with this is the idea that others will take note when you live a life where faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You can have a positive influence by living that way. And I like to say, you know, faith sees the invisible, faith believes the incredible, and faith receives the impossible. My friend, you show me someone that's never struck out in a game of baseball, and I'll show you someone that's never played the game of baseball. You show me a running back that's never fumbled the football, and I'll show you a running back that's never carried the football. You show me someone that's never made a mistake, and I'll show you someone that's never tried to do anything. Don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid to take that calculated risk. And sometimes, just like the Apostle Peter here in Matthew chapter 14, you got to be willing to step out of the boat. So let's think of it this way. Faith spelled R-I-S-K will soar to significance. You know, it's interesting to note, all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all record the feeding of the 5,000. And right after that is when our Lord walked on water. But only Matthew records Peter joining our Lord Jesus in that journey and got out of the boat, and he was willing to walk on the water with him, and he soared to significance. You could say Peter seized the moment. And faith, I really believe, has a sense of timing. And the result is you'll soar to significance. Others saw the obstacle. Peter saw the opportunity. Others saw the storm. Peter saw the Savior. Others heard the wind. Peter was willing to walk on water. It was a golden opportunity to spell his faith, R-I-S-K. My friend, as you go through life, once in a while, you got to be willing to step out of the boat and have enough confidence that Jesus is going to give you the, the power, the creativity, whatever it takes to stay on top of that water and do something for the glory of God. You know, think of it this way. Let's say there's an opportunity that's presented itself to you. Well, 10 years down the road, do you want to say, I wish I had, or I'm glad I did. You know, it's all that makes all the difference in the world. I, I mentioned that little league team that I coached, that all-star team, when our son Jacob was 12, and my, oh my, did we have a lot of fun, and we, we really created a family atmosphere. That that ball team was was more than a baseball team. It was like a big family, and, and that included the, the boys' parents and everything. It was a wonderful experience. Now, I'm sure that, you know, probably didn't please everybody all the time, but we sure made sure that every ball player got in every game. And in those days, it was not mandatory in all-star play for every player to get in the game. Today it is, but in those days it wasn't. But we made sure that every ball player on that team got in every game and had the opportunity to make a significant contribution. And we highlighted that at the end of the game. We would walk through the roster and have something to say positive about each one of those young men playing on that team. And we just saw their confidence soar. And, of course, we worked on the fundamentals. But at the same time, we made it fun, and we helped them achieve, and we turned them loose. But I'll never forget, you know, I was busy. My goodness, we were raising four kids. I was pastoring New Life, had the radio broadcast, had a lot going on. And uh, I was debating. I'd been asked to coach the all-star team, and I was giving it some thought. And finally, my good friend George Imes, he was one of the uh, coaches that had helped me out that year, George Imes and Dave Knoll. And my, oh, my, we had a, a lot of fun. We had coached the boys in a 10-year-old all-star team, same group of boys, got to the final eight in the state, and now they were 12. We had an opportunity to make another run. And I was debating, am I going to 
coach this team? Am I going to be the manager? There's a lot of time that gets involved in that. And I'll never forget, George said this. He said, Mike, 10 years from now, do you want to say, I wish I had or I'm glad I did? And let me say, that was great advice. And, and really, the secret to our coaching success is we were all on the same page. And, you know, George, he really taught a lot of the fundamentals of the game. I was sort of the motivator, I guess. And then Dave, he took care of all the logistics. And, and it was just a great team. Dave was a tremendous organizer. George was a tremendous baseball technician. And I tried to give it my best shot on being, the, I guess, the team motivator. But we put it all together, and my, oh, my, did we have a lot of fun. But what tremendous advice. Do you want to say, I wish I had, or I'm glad I did? And I looked at George and said, I want to be able to say I'm glad I did. And I can tell you right now, that was in the summer of 1998. And looking back many years now, I can say, I'm glad I did. What a wonderful experience, not only to work with the team and build bridges to the community, and of course we enjoyed uh, the success of winning the district and going all the way to the championship game of the state. And Yeah, we came up a little bit short, but at the same time we, we made a great run. But I also had a chance to spend some time with my own son that summer, and, and that was a great, great experience. And We still talk about it uh, to this day. But you know, my friend, you got to be willing to take a risk. Peter was willing to step out of the boat. He spelled faith, R-I-S-K. And as a result, he soared to significance for the glory of God. Let me ask you this. Are you willing to spell faith, R-I-S-K? Everybody is sort of risking their eternity on something. Oh, my friend, why not place your faith in Jesus Christ? God sent Jesus. He stepped out of heaven, came to this earth, born of the virgin, lived a sinless life, died as a sacrifice on the cross for our sins. They buried him, but the grave could not hold him. Three days later, he bodily resurrected from the dead. And now Jesus offers the gift of eternal life to all who will believe. Why not just pray a simple prayer? Dear God, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died on the cross for my sins and rose again for me. And Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my personal Savior. Oh, my friend, you'll be so glad you did. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen. Amen.